Welcome to Christmas Eve. The, I've got things sticking to me everywhere. I was a bit worried when Carmen said that they were going to set me loose. It made me sound a bit like a wild beast. Um, and if that's what's required of me, I can be a beast. Um, but I don't think that's the, that's the brief for today. In fact, I think brief is probably the world, uh, word for it. I have a, uh, a mob of very excitable and uh, noisy kids. So rather than compete with them, I think I'll be short. Love at Christmas seems a given. Am I right? But the idea that love is all around should actually transcend Christmas. Now, I don't mean that, that sappy feeling you get around Christmas where you forgive everybody just long enough to give them a Christmas present before you settle into that survival mode of wondering what another year of uncertainty is going to bring ahead of us. But the love of God for his people is actually contained in Scripture. The whole body of the Scripture that we call the Bible is actually leading us to this point in the story, the Christmas story. The main thread of the Old Testament is actually to show us that we need a Messiah and that he's coming. That's a very common verse that's often used is Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. And I'm reading from the message version here. And it says, for a child has been born for us, the gift of a son for us. He'll take over the running of the world. His names will be Amazing Counselor, Strong God, Eternal Father, Prince of Wholeness. His ruling authority will grow and there'll be no limits to the wholeness that he brings. Now the main thread of the New Testament, which for those of you who don't know comes after the Old Testament, as the New generally comes after the Old, is to point us to the revelation that Jesus is the Messiah and that how his appearance can change all of our lives. And this is encapsulated in a rather well-known verse in John's Gospel, John 3.16. And it says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Now, while James complains about my preaching, I just want to pause for a second. Not on his behalf. Because this scripture here is actually an important scripture for all of us, whether we identify as Christian or not. Because it identifies an action that we can take to change our lives by believing on Jesus Christ as the Son of God. And what that actually means beyond making a statement of belief is actually to be getting involved in a community of Christ followers. Some people think you can be a Christian all by yourself. What a load of cods wallop. If you're online today and you want to take a step of faith to make a belief statement to become a member of a faith community, it can be any faith community. We rather like this one, um, but that's up to you. We sort of hope you'll like ours but it's not essential, then you have the opportunity right now or at any time during the service to click that button in the chat that says raise hand. And if you do click that, a member of our team will help you take the next steps. But if you're here physically in our service tonight, congratulations for braving the uncertainty of our current times. And if you want to take a step of faith that goes beyond that step of faith you took to be here tonight, 
when our service is finished, I'd love you just to come up to the front of the stage here. I'll be here for a few minutes after the service ends. I'd love to pray with you, give you some information, uh, a New Testament Bible to start you on your journey of faith. Because Scripture isn't just to read and say, isn't that nice? Doesn't that sound wise? John 3.16 is actually an action that can lead us into a new life. And in fact, the whole message of the Scriptures is of God's love towards us and what He's done about it. The arrival of Jesus on the scene is not meant to be a footnote of history that we celebrate over a few days of Christmas. Rather, it is the triumphant culmination of God's redemptive plan, which should be celebrated in such a joyful gratefulness that the impact it has over the Christmas season catapults our lives into a new year in a paroxysm of enthusiasm and purpose. Some of you are going to have to go and find that, what all that means in a dictionary because that's where I looked it up. But the idea is that whatever we celebrate at Christmas shouldn't be short. It shouldn't end the day after Christmas or Boxing Day or New Year's Day. It should actually be something which energizes us and encourages us to move forward into a whole new year with a new hope, a new purpose, a new vision for how our life can be. And you might say, well, I've never seen the Bible in that light. And let's face it, because although we might acknowledge that with very broad brushstrokes, it might be a book about God's love, we've all peeked under the hood and we've all come away with quite differing perspectives on what the Bible's saying. And we filter our interpretation in a, a number of common ways. The most common of which are, for instance, a life application text. A lot of people read the Bible thinking that every word in it is going to help them live a better life. Some people think of it as a moral handbook. Some a prophetic handbook. Some a historical encyclopedia. Some a book of poetry. Some a devotional grab bag. If you want to say something wise, you can find it in the Bible. A stitch in time saves nine. All things work together for good. You know, people who are full of those devotional sayings. Some people believe it's a book of myths and legends. And some say it's the Word of God. The truth is, the Bible is none of these. The biblical authors categorically did not write any of the scriptures with any of those labels in mind. Now, does the Bible contain elements of all of those things? Most definitely. But it's not a question of what's in the Bible that changes our perception. It's actually what was the intent of the people who wrote it. If we hang on to those filters when we read the Bible, we blind ourselves to the intent of the original authors who had a single underlying purpose for their contributions to the text we call the Bible. And that purpose is to hammer home the revelation that we need a Messiah, that he has come, and that his name is Jesus. And that is Christmas in a nutshell. Now, most of you are thinking, well, that's, for, that's all very well, but I am not going to rush out and suddenly read my Bible with fresh eyes. In fact, some of you are thinking, I'm never going to read my Bible. Some of you don't have one. And you're thinking, it sounds nice, but I've got parties to go to, presents to wrap, kids to put to bed, cookies and milk to consume, and the list goes on. And fair enough, Christmas isn't about reading the Bible. 
The important thing I've mentioned today is the filters that we use to interpret things, even people. We can see people through cultural, racial, educational, gender-based and family tradition filters. We can see them as friend, family, teammate or implacable enemy. We'll pray for that person uh, after the service. <laughs> as, as we see them through those filters, we can corrupt and twist the way that God wants us to see people. John tells us in 1 John 4, 8, anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Isn't that a lovely religious saying? Now, none of us can be God over Christmas. And if you're seeking to try, I have a phone number that you can ring and I can get you some good help. But we can all be love. And it's great because the Bible also tells us exactly what that entails. 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 4 says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. Tough gig at Christmas. It's not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. If we can be love this Christmas, then love is actually all around. Have a Merry Christmas.